Welcome to another exciting episode of Sky Blue Stories. Tonight, we're all about Sydney FC women's team, the girls in Sky Blue, talking about anything from their thrilling opening round clash against the Wanderers, albeit without a coach, to a detailed look at this season's squad and our thoughts on what's in store for them this season. Stay tuned for all our insights and mediocre discussions. Tonight, we have the wonderful super fan although i'm sure she's tired of that of that <laughs> nickname now but the wonderful michelle morris and hailing the number one northwest sydney uh person in town the wonderful julian bumbuck <laughs> how are we all doing the two of you very good Lovely. mate very good very good i hope jonathan approves no jonathan tonight out with father duties and nick is I think he's alphabetizing his Michael Jackson uh, catalog. Um, <laughs> is that his work now? Is that what he does for work? I think that's his work. Yeah, he's yeah. alphabetizing with the MJ fan club because uh, I know he's not tired of me referencing that at, at every second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I did mention that there's a limerick uh, that could have been tonight's intro, but um, I'll spare everybody that uh, um, maybe might come up in the general business. But as, as I've already mentioned, it, tonight is all things Sky Blue women. Uh, right up Michelle's alley. She's going to be in, in her element. Jules and I are happy to sit in the in the sidecar that is the Sydney FC women's pod tonight. The only second podcast um, purely dedicated to the women's space, Michelle, Sky Blue women's space. Yeah, well, obviously the women... Um are starting earlier this season, which is uh, great for everyone else except me who <laughs> planned a holiday uh, very poorly. Um, but regardless, uh, it's all about the girls today and uh, we love to hear it. Um, really exciting season coming up, obviously starting with um, a what should be an exciting derby um, at Allianz. Uh, I, I believe the club is hoping to get like 20k um Ooh. in attendance um which would be great um and i'll definitely be watching in the middle of the night while i'm overseas um but yeah i guess general thoughts before we get into it of uh how we're feeling about the season jules oh look i think i prefaced that uh, a couple of pods ago, maybe that I actually I'm I'm super confident, even though we've had a high turnover of of players for the right reasons, because obviously they've got great opportunities overseas, and that's fantastic. That's what we want. But um, no, I'm I'm really confident. I think we've recruited pretty well. Um, I think you know when you've got Ante, seasoned veteran, at the helm, it certainly helps, and I think the club's in a really healthy position, especially on the women's side. Um, to push forward and have a really successful season and start challenging for silverware again to go back to back. Nice. Sean, any thoughts? Super quick? Like normally, yeah, like you said, Jules, with the high turnover, um, I'm actually kind of seeing that as a glass half full, excited to see. Mm. And, and a lot of these girls that are coming in and we'll, we'll deep dive into them uh, momentarily, but they've, they've got A-League women's game seasons under their belt. So it's just a matter of Ante doing a little kind of salt bay kind of sprinkle his little magic on the girls, get the bit of cohesion going, uh, which sounds like it's already started off quite nicely. Um, and then just can't wait for the season to begin Saturday week. 
With that being said, uh, I'll jump into my favourite segment with Around the Grounds. 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 Women's membership has already broken records. We've gone out a tick over 2,000 members um, purely for the for our women's huge achievement. Um Breaking records, fantastic, really, probably on the back of, and, and understandably so, on the back of the Women's World Cup, the likes of Courtney Vine. Really happy to see that, Michelle and, and Jules, to get that kind of the, the recognition um, and the acknowledgement that they so richly deserve. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's, yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's been a really, I mean, this is what we wanted in terms of striking whilst the iron was hot. With regards to the um, you know the women's World Cup and the the folklore around that, which was which was fantastic to see, but ultimately the legacy of it is going to be dependent on you know clubs like Sydney obviously turning that into long term fans for the women's game, and I think we've made a really big step towards that goal with as you said over two thousand fans, so breaking the record, so onwards and upwards for that. That's fantastic. And if you become a member, you can jump on and get your membership pack. It's finally available. Finally. It's, it's real. It's not a scam. It's nothing broken. You can actually jump on and get your coffee mug. Or in Michelle's case, she's keen on the travel mug, which I, I've got my eye on too. I'm abstaining from talking about anything with memberships. Yeah, yeah. You're... Yeah. The, the bridge Bo- the bomba- the, yeah well the, although you the, are look what bo- you're drinking from jules uh was that was no that that's a that's a that, no that's a bought mug that's oh a that's a one mug. okay yeah exactly well the club's also hoping to have an opening day crowd i've, I've got here on my run sheet thanks to jonathan craig finger ten thousand, not a million oh no that's for the show <laughs> it was a different thing uh, i got numbers mixed up in my head but Look, Michelle, what would you expect for opening day, Saturday week, uh, minus one, of course, your attendance not there? What what would be a good result? Um, I, honestly, I reckon, I reckon 10K is too little. I think it's not big enough. I think 20K is easily achievable and something that they can do. But, again, it depends on how hard they advertise, if they're pushing to the right audiences and the right um, media streams and things like that. And I think for the most part, from what I've seen, like in different Facebook groups, people people are keen, people are really excited. I think more than anything, people are um, annoyed that it's not on TV, that the games are only on 10 play, um, which is a, is a good sign that people want to watch. But my issue is that if people cannot watch then they'll never be able to change where it's gonna go like being streamed um because if people can't watch on 10 play then it it doesn't seem like there's enough of an audience to warrant it moving to uh, a tv channel but regardless i think yeah i'm expecting like something like 15 to 20 at least um in terms of who like the attendance um and I think it should be good. I, I think, um, yeah, it'll just be uh, in- incredible to see, like, a, a great turnout for a regular season uh, fixture. It's a shame. What's that... the 
Yeah, go, Jules. I was just going to ask, uh, do we know what the record is for the, uh, I mean, overall record? I think that's the now us, right, for the grand final in terms of any A-League women's game. Is that right? Technically, one, uh, West, Western United, I think, because it was their home game right. for, the fi- for the grand final was... <laughs> um, what did that pop off the screen there? I have no idea. It's still doing it. There's a, there's um, a thumbs up popping thumbs up, up on my screen, people. Girls. Don't worry about it. Just, just bang um, it on, mate. But, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was 9,000 as a standalone game. I think Wellington Phoenix had a, like, 20-something because Whoa. they – but they, it was a double header at the K-Tin. Um, right. And it was their first game – the women's team to play in that stadium and it was right okay. after covid so it was a double header so it was like a big deal yeah yeah okay. um so yeah i mean it's sounds like i'm making excuses but i will say it was a double header double headers don't count so it's a shame that the women's game doesn't and this might help to tick it up a bit if it didn't coincide with the school holidays if it wasn't like this weekend because school goes back next week i don't know that would make too much of a difference but it was a Saturday. Yeah, but, you know, people are away. Parents are lazy. Yeah, but what what kind of turn are we expecting from the Wanderers? Like, in, Michelle, when you've gone to watch Sydney C versus them, do they get a, you know, it's a home game for them, like at, so like it's been at Marconi, for instance, do they get a decent turnout with their supporters? Not not in the droves in comparison to us, though. Uh, Marconi last year was, yeah, a bit of a letdown, I guess, like, we they we kind of had like our section on one end of um it like a completely different section of like the Western Sydney supporters and I'd say it was pretty even in terms of who was there. Um obviously like we were the only ones really singing and doing anything. Um but in terms of actual supporters and not you know, people who just show up, like I I I think it's um yeah, not the greatest. I, I think they get a better crowd, to be honest, at Wanderers Park, but they wouldn't be able to have a derby at Wanderers Park. Um, but, yeah, they when it's been our home games, I haven't seen many of them. Well, I think I think a reasonable amount would be anywhere, but I think realistic would be 15 to 20 grand, anything over 20 grand, 20, 30, you know, if there was anything over 20, I think um, would be... An overachievement, but something still within reach is still a very much a possibility for them to achieve Saturday week. Sydney FC, our women's 22 squad is now complete uh, for that opening round against Western Sydney, although there could be a couple of more additions, uh, more of that to come. Um, and very recently over at, at Sky Park, the girls had a 2-0 kind of behind closed doors preseason, getting minutes in the legs game against Newcastle Jets. Uh, we had uh, Lucy Johnson, um, Michelle, I, you know, she's from Newcastle Jets, not Melbourne Victory, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Scoring, beating and scoring against her old teammates and good old Taylor Ray getting on the score sheet as well. Our two midfielders turning it up. Um, very happy with that result. Minutes in the legs. Um, now that lineup though. Uh, we saw a Fenton, McLean, Tobin, Tumuth backline, of course, Jada and Goals, Ray Johnson and Kruger, young Zara Kruger in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
and with Connors, Obini, and Vine. Michelle, as the Oracle with anything to do with Sydney FC women, would you expect to see that starting 11 Saturday week or one or two, three kind of changes? No, I think that's probably what we're set to see. Um, I think it, you might we might see Shay Holman in uh, mm. instead of Taylor Ray probably. Um, just in terms of fitness level, uh, if Taylor's okay to play the full ninety sort of thing, or like you know, I guess um, just making sure that she's not overworked. Um, but. Yeah, I think that that lineup looks really solid, looks really good, um, and looks really scary as well. If I was an opposition team, um, that front line with Abini, Connors, and Vine is um, hopefully going to be very dangerous and very, very good. But I, yeah, I think for the most part, it looks like that's what we're going to see um, uh, against Western Sydney. Not Fiona Wirtz as in the middle. You wouldn't see her starting, or no, I wouldn't see Fiona Wirtz starting. And that's just because I think last season, like she didn't have the greatest season. So it's like why? But I, I, I just think in if you're comparing Shay Connors to Fiona Wirtz, like one of them had a standout seat, like had a better season, I'd say, mm. than the other. Jules, any thoughts there, mate? Happy with that. No, no, I think I'm very happy with that starting eleven. I think that that starting eleven could do some some significant damage in this this opening game, and I think they're in a little bit of turmoil at the moment um, over there in Wonderland, um, considering what's come out in the press recently. So, um, could be a really good opportunity to you know, stick the boot in. Maybe an eighteen Keen in the middle, though, Michelle. Oh yeah. Could work. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have much to say. I think that lineup just looks really good for me. Like, I think for me, I'm like, that's I the ideal sort of um, starting 11 that you'd want going into a game against the Wanderers, especially a Wanderers side that doesn't really have many players. Like, they haven't really signed anyone new. They've obviously got a new coach. Like, there's not really a team that I'm like, Worried about if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but I love our yeah. back line. Um, and and for me, although we've had a lot of change, I feel like our, I don't want to call it like a spine, but you know, we've got those older heads of, of Charlotte and Nat still there. Kirsty as well, who had a breakout season last year. She was insane. A uh, little bit of talk about her potential Matildas in the future, and then and Tori, I think, is incredibly skillful defender she's great with her feet she's got height she'll be able to go box to box and whip in some crosses and get up there for some corners as well so I think that that back line I think there's still a bit of a question mark with the makeup of the midfield and you know I think the one you can definitely you know when it might be Johnson Holman Ray or Kruger or 18 Keen. so there might be a little bit of change to happen there in in, in the coming first few rounds and maybe we might see a little bit of experimentation of sorts when the Asian Cup tournament thingy-me-bob happens over in, was it Kazakhstan? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. One of the the stands. One of them. (laughs) Um, So very, and and two trialers. Do do you know anything about that, Michelle? Um, 
I think all I've read or heard is that there's a potential like two two scholarship contracts that they, they might be being signed, but not a hundred percent certain on that. Well, I'm sure the girls will have another. So keep keep a lookout on the socials, Sydney SC website. No doubt the girls will have another pre-season friendly behind closed doors game against whoever it might be between now and Saturday week, you'd expect, with about a week and a half to go for the first game. But before we go a little bit further of a deep dive into our squad, this review, uh, deep dive into the squad review, uh, roving reporter Michelle Morris uh, caught up with best friend. I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Best friend sounds good to me. BFF. Um, (laughs) Courtney Vine at the Sydney SC launch. Uh, This is what she had to say about the season ahead. Courtney Vine, welcome to Sky Blue Stories um, interview with Michelle Morris TV, your favourite person in the world. (laughs) Hello, thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, Courtney, okay, so some of the boys asked some questions for me uh, to give you. Uh, And the one question, or they had two questions, so one of them is, um, I guess, how are you feeling from, you know, playing in front of 50 to 80,000, like, thousand people in, in the stadium? Oh, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't feel real. Like, being a part of that World Cup doesn't feel like it happened. Um, it's not till I watch back maybe a game or, you know, really think about it that we had, yeah, ranging from 50,000 to 80,000 just live at a game, but then you have the TV broadcast of crazy numbers as well. Um, doesn't feel real. I feel like that's how I can describe when I see those numbers is it doesn't feel like there's that many people there or that many people watching you. Um, but, yeah. And then to go from that to then looking at the fixtures that we've got uh, and seeing that we're playing at Sydney Olympic Park, um, I guess, I don't know, what did you guys think when you saw the fixtures? I mean, we always are hoping to play at the best fields and the best stadiums um, or even, you know, Jubilee was our home for a while. Um, Yeah, we, you know, I don't know, I just think we're used to it a little bit, Um, getting kind of chucked around different stadiums, different locations. I've never played there, so I don't actually know Mm. how good or bad it is. Um, But, yeah, yeah. (laughs) because you can't really judge, like, you can't. It is what it is. It, It is at the moment. Like, obviously, we're trying to still push... Uh, that's something we've been doing for ages, but to, to get better facilities and just better conditions as females. So something that still needs to be worked on uh, in Australia, but hopefully something that will happen soon. And um, something that you're wearing right now, the gold badge. Um, talk to <laughs> us, the premiership, the championship, finally got it um, in front of a record crowd. Yeah. With uh, For me, the atmosphere was incredible. I, I remember standing... On top of the um, the advertisement boards, which you're not supposed to do, so please don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, but I remember standing on that and like just listening to the crowd singing "We Are Sydney," and this must have been like the 80th. It was before Maddie scored the um, the last yeah, goal, and yeah. it was so loud, and I I was in tears. Like I was crying at that yeah. point. I was like, "This is incredible!" Like I guess for you, you started. You walked around, yeah. and everyone was screaming your name and singing for you. Like, uh, yeah, talk about the grand final, the the emotions of that, the the atmosphere, everything. Yeah, I mean, that season for us was the best one yet. And um, to win yeah, the premiership and then the championship just is what we've been pushing for every single year. We've been, I've been a part of this squad, uh, something that we're still pushing for for this year as well. 
Um, but that was amazing, like, to have that many people at the game and the atmosphere, I thought, as well, was pretty cool. Everyone singing, you know, We Are Sydney and um, oh, we had a cracking game. Like, we were so on and we knew, I feel like, after the first goal went in, we were like, this is going to be our day today. Like, I get goosebumps kind of thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved it. And then, obviously, yeah, post-game when everyone, like, yeah, wanted a bit of me as well. Um, yeah, I felt really great. I just wanted to spend my time with them and, like, give as much as I could and, uh, you know, gave a lot of my boots away and st- stayed out there for a while signing. But I just want people to be, get really excited about um, the league in Australia. So I just want to try and push that as much as possible and get the kids wanting more. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can break more records this year with attendance. Um, speaking of kids and getting them excited, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of TikTok edits going around. <laughs> There's, like, a stupid <laughs> Look, I've seen a few... Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but, you know, each to their own with it. Uh, you know, I just think, I mean, I look at it like they're just excited. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, um, well, they just have, like, I don't know, some girls to look up to or something. So I just, I just look at it like that. I try not to read too much into it. I also try not to watch it. <laughs> really watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I try and scroll, scroll past quick to get it out of my algorithm. Like, Have yeah. you seen the comments on... I think Charlotte's uh, TikTok videos. No, my ones. And yours? Yeah, it's yeah. on mine. Um, I don't really look. I mean, I have seen them because yeah. obviously I posted it. Yeah. They're funny. Like, again, <laughs> I just think it's funny. But I think TikTok could be something fun to do um, or be a bit funny with. But I've only posted twice. So, um, yeah, it's just funny. Mate, some, of these kids, funny. <laughs> some of these kids need to get back to school. Oh, some of them, yeah. Look, they probably spent too much time on their phone. I think I'd, I'd rather them be out playing football or something. Um, But, yeah, they do need to get out. (laughs) Make a PSA video. Guys, stop making edits of me. Go and play outside. please. Go outside. Get some sun. Like, get fit. I don't know. I keep... Yeah, I get some of the, like, worst edits. Uh, They're, like, they're made really well. Yeah. But they are... I wish I didn't see them. Yeah. There's Um, a few. Yeah. Okay. But going back to the the games um, and the actual football. (laughs) So... Obviously, you know, at the World Cup, uh, there was a lot of media. Obviously, you and I saw each other a lot in the in the mix zone um, post-match. Mm. What was that like, I guess, going from the A-League where media coverage maybe isn't so big mm. and then going into a World Cup where the press rooms are packed out, everyone wants a piece of everyone yeah. um, after the games? Like, I guess, what's that like for you? Well, on that, don't you reckon it just shows that, like, there were so many people there and we were so visible to that many people that yeah. people came, people got around it, people wanted to, like, invest their time and watch women's football. And I just think that comes with the visibility. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of media and a lot of people and a lot of cameras and all of it. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it, yeah, increases for the domestic league um, because we need more visibility and more people to see that there is a league here mm. uh, and you can come watch it and, and everything like that. But, yeah, from, from going from the A-League to then going to a World Cup where it's, like, one extreme to the other. Um, I don't know, you just take it with your stride. Like, I just try and look at things like it's a conversation and they want to know what I have to say. Um, yeah. But I just I honestly just take it with my stride. I try not to think too much about it. Yeah. Um, and I have to ask, obviously, the moment that changed Australian football, um, and I'm sure you're probably sick of talking about no, it, but, like... You can't get sick of talking about this, it. This moment was, like... For, for so many people was like one the the turning point for them to watch the to watch the sport uh, a moment for people who have been watching like feeling like we did it like we've got somewhere mm-hmm. in 
with the sport in this country and it was just a huge turning point for those who don't know what I'm talking about it's obviously <laughs> the penalty uh to beat France um after a very long penalty shootout yeah. um what were you on the on the number list I was 10th yeah so yeah we, we circle up before the penalty shootout and Tony literally read out everyone's number of when you'll be taking it and I was 10th so I thought I won't be taking a penalty, mm. which is great. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at that moment, I just thought I won't be taking one. I just really need to get around the girls that are. And yeah, it was, it was something crazy to be a part of, especially like on the field, actually being there with everyone and, you know, seeing um, the goals from my point of view. And I don't know, just the whole thing is just like crazy to think about for me. Um, but I think it helped that I didn't think I was going to be taking one for yeah. a while and it didn't re- really register until it was my turn to take Yeah, that I was taking the pen. And I was like, yeah. And for me, like, um, Maka had saved the pen before. Mm. So all I could get was glory from my pen. There was yeah. no death, you know. There wasn't a, if I miss, we're done. And I feel like that type of pressure is kind of crumbling. But then mm. for me, it was obviously pressure, but it was a glory pressure. It's like, yeah. if I get this, glory, you yeah. know? Uh, it's just a different way to look at it. It's just crazy that yeah. it changes one or the other. That's a really good mentality to have because so many people could just, like, crumble under the pressure yeah. of it. Yeah. I just, well, yeah, I looked at it. And to be fair, the feeling I had during that moment I've never experienced before, I think it was a bit of an out-of-body experience <laughs> and everything went really quiet, everything went really still. And it's funny that you hear people in those moments actually to speak about that, but to yeah. experience it and go... That was odd. Like, yeah. it was so weird how I felt in that moment. And I just remember just, like, looking at the ball and just saying, you need to kick it. Like, that's all I remembered. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until post it, I was, like, shaking and, like, obviously <laughs> had the reaction of how much pressure I felt in that yeah. moment. But um, during it was oddly calm. It was weird. Did you – have you gone back and watched it with the commentary? I've gone back, yeah. I have with the Optus one. I yeah. haven't with the Channel 7. Yeah. Um, but I've watched it a few times. So, I, yeah, I have Did you hear it. that he got your, na- your, num- your age wrong? Yeah, I did see yeah. that. He's like 21. I was like, <laughs> wrong, but okay, I'll take it. Like, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Which was funny, but... Yeah. Yeah, that was um, What were you... Did you have time to reflect on it, like, after the game or...? Um, like, no. I don't think it, like... I don't think the moment really registered to me until honestly the whole thing was done Mm. um and then I realized the effect of it yeah and then I was like oh crap like I actually yeah took the pen um but I didn't really have time to reflect on yet how big of a moment it was till later and obviously post that like everything was just overwhelming like the the media I had to do after that game were like how are you feeling and I was like I don't know like it's just such a weird feeling and then obviously got absolutely overwhelmed with my phone like I just had to chuck that I like chucked it across the room and yeah. only spoke to Charlotte and I was like yeah I can't speak to anyone else um <laughs> but it was a very overwhelming and then obviously coming out was pretty overwhelming as well yeah um and I guess now obviously we've got a big game coming up uh first game of the season against Western Sydney um and it's gonna be played here at Allianz uh what are your thoughts going into that game how are you feeling um what are your expectations for the season yeah, I always look forward to a derby and obviously to kick it off with the first game of the season is always really exciting. Um, we don't have many games at Allianz this year, so that's also another very exciting factor. Um, yeah, we have a whole new squad this year, basically, like a lot of new faces, but we're probably three weeks into pre-season now and I think everyone's starting to gel really nicely. Um, a lot of 
a lot of new faces that were really successful at past clubs. Um, so looking forward to collabing with them. And obviously we're all hoping to do the double-double. Um, and those girls, the new girls know that. So there is that expectation. And I think they're going to start to feel what it's like to be at Sydney FC when you are a winner. Um, and there's a lot of pressure and people don't want you to win. And that's what it feels like. Um, but I think we're all looking, uh, we're all really excited for it. And uh, I can't wait to kick it off. Yeah, kick those Westies. Yeah, I always want to kick the Westies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I keep that in? Yeah, kick the Westies. Yeah. So there you wow. have it. Great insights from Michelle uh, chatting to, to Courtney, best friends. Um, friendship bracelet being made. Ooh, friends. Ooh. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I'm Fire. genuinely jealous. You're like on a first name basis with, with the Courtney's and the Bratz and stuff like that. And they all love me. Hey, that I might hate the Sydney super fan tag, but it has gotten me into a lot of things. So I will accept it. Yeah, absolutely. I would too. So, um, We've got some more other little interviews that will pop into our episodes in the coming weeks. Um, Michelle's been busy uh, rubbing shoulders with all of the, the wonderful Sydney FC men and women, her BFFs. But now let's jump into our, our squad review. Uh, we're going to talk about our, our, our freshmen or fresh women, so to speak, um, those that are new to the club this year. Um, we've got some, after a fair bit of turnover last season, from last season, the Hunters the McKenzie's, Charlie Rules, etc. Um, we've got some really great depth and Ante doing Ante things and great recruitment. So, Michelle, we've got some great new team members to join our squad this season. Yeah, obviously we've kind of spoken a bit about them before. Tori Tumit, Lucy Johnson, Shay Connors, Sienna Saveska, Aideen Keane, Zara Kruger and Fiona Wirt. So we have been busy this, uh, this off-season which is great. Um, a lot of them have come from uh, other A-League women's clubs. And as we all kind of know, Ante does like um, to be coaching some of the younger girls. I think um, probably works better to kind of influence how they play um, as they grow up. So, um, yeah, and I think this squad is actually even younger yeah. than what it was last year. So, yeah, we just keep going younger and younger. By you know, three years, we'll probably have a team of high schoolers. So I reckon that we'll have some plays in diapers by by the Evie, end. Of well, okay. Evie's got the already been on the blower to Ante, so we're just <laughs> ironing out the little details at the moment. Oh, good! Can't wait to see you in some, some third party agreements <laughs> as well, Jules, so you can retire early. Oh, yeah, 100. Well, we're working on the studio at the moment with that. It's like, you know, we can't talk too much about that one. Yeah. <laughs> on the hush hush. Did, did the underarm yeah. feel, like, uh, fall through? Um, mm. So, obviously, Lucy Johnson came from the Jets uh, and not Melbourne uh, Victory. I, I told you. It was Jets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it must be very different to go from that Jets side last season and then coming into a premiership championship winning side um and i really um hope that we can get the best out of her i think it's it's one of those things where like you can't really you know see the best of your potential if you're in i guess a club where maybe the investment isn't as high as other clubs like ours for example so i think um 
yeah, obviously she she scored in the uh, in the friendly against her old side. So, you know, hopefully um, there's a bit of firepower there, and um, I guess yeah, wanting to see some uh, it, like intensity from from her that maybe we don't see the Jets. Um, but Shay Connors. Yeah, do you think yeah. any of those players will will struggle in their transition coming out coming over to us? Tori, maybe to agree, she's coming back from an ACL. She had a year out, but yeah, I think realistically, Fiona Wurtz is probably going to struggle the most, in my opinion, because she's and English. Because she's English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, I think it's just a, a different playing style. You know, she's going to be sitting on the bench probably for a while. Um, and coming off the bench, um, you know, she might not get the minutes that she wants. Um, but I think it'll be hard to kind of transition into being like where you were supposed to be like your team's starting striker in Adelaide. And then they kind of dropped her. And now she's got to come to Sydney and kind of fight for that, that top spot, but in a very, in a lot of competition. So I think there might be some, some difficulty there, but, um, I think one thing that's really good is that because the team is so young, a lot of them play together in the under-23s or the under-20s, so they all kind of know each other already, which I think really helps to add to, like, the chemistry in the team all, like already. So I don't think there'll be that much struggle in the transition uh, from moving into um, a new club, if that makes sense. And to continue the American terminology, a sophomore, a second year, We've got the likes of Kirsty back, Tegan Collister, Margot Chavay, 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 that's it, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, Abby Lemon, <laughs> Janita, the two Dos Santos girls, and Talia, of course, uh, uh, our shot stopper, and a Jasmine Black, um, all back in, in Sydney FC, back with the girls, second year. Um, and look, Speaking of depth, they'll depth they'll be looking over their shoulders um, in terms of some of those new girls that have joined the squad. So there's going to be fantastic competition for spots, and you want that at training as well. You don't want anybody sitting back complacent, Jules, about I've got my spot, this is mine. I don't need to work hard for it. Competition for places always breeds more competitiveness within the squad. Always breeds more competitiveness in games, and then obviously the results come. In my opinion, so. No, it's great. The depth is mm. ridiculous. Maybe there wasn't enough competition for spots in Quakers Hill this past season, Jules. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just trying to get people in the park at one stage, mate. Uh, get back, get, get that ACL, get back fixed, and get oh, back in the park. Yeah. I'll put myself on in first grade, yeah. And last but not least, our, our geriatrics, our senior citizens. <laughs> I love it. I love if all of them it would be barely over 25. Uh, Jada's back, Charlotte, Courtney, Nat, Taylor, um, Princess, and Shay. Uh, it's funny, you know, referring Shay as one of the senior players when she's what 14 or something. No, she's what <laughs> 19 or something, you know, uh, one of the older heads at, at the ripe old age of like 19. Pretty crazy, but. You know, that, that old 22 squad, despite the turnovers of the Hunters and McKenzie's and Maddie Haley's, et cetera, even Remy going further back, um, there's, there's still plenty of talent there and the, still the likes of that back line with Nat and Charlotte kind of and, and Jada 
seeing the whole entire field in front of them and be able to, you know, like how good is it, Michelle, that, you know, whether a, a newbie to the team like a Tory or a Lucy or somebody who's had a year under their belt in Sydney FC has the likes of, of Courtney, Nat, and even Taylor as well and Charlotte and Jada to lean on. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it is kind of crazy, like you were saying, that these players are our old heads and yet they're so young. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I think, um, you know, to have these players in and around the team with, yeah, like some of the, the age-wise younger players but also with the players who have just um, joined the club, I think it's going to be really good and helpful, um, I guess, to see not only like how to play on the field and how to play as a team on the field, but also just the culture of the club and, um, and the fans and, and things like that. And I think that's really important and something that the club really prides itself on, on is that really genuine fan culture. So I think, um, yeah, it'll be really, it's, it's great that we've kept them. I think it's really great that the club put so much trust in Taylor Ray um, a couple of years ago when, she was obviously she had her ACL done and they re-signed her so that she could do rehab with the club um and they said yeah we'll, we'll keep you on we want you back um when you're fit and ready and I think that just shows like the loyalty that she has to the club but also that the the club has to her and I think that's really important so to have someone like Taylor Ray back in the squad is is great and for her to be, yeah, like one of the older players um, that's been in the squad for a longer is um, can only be a good thing. Absolutely, Jules. Oh, look, I think it's. I think look, the squad, like we've said, yeah, it's incredibly, incredibly deep. Um, like you said, Sean, at the start, the the spine, for lack of a better term, um, is going to be what holds the glue together in terms of getting the continuity from last year, but then keeping us moving forward and obviously getting results into this new phase or new, new era, I guess you could call it, considering how much turnover we've had. But I'm, I think the consensus around here is that we're genuinely excited and think that this side is going to be extremely successful this year. And, um, you know, like it, it's it's pretty hard to, to look past that when you look at the quality that we have. Um, from back to front and on the bench. So, um, yeah, it's just going to uh, – it'll be interesting to see how um, dominant we can be. I think that that's more of the question rather than are we going to get silverware. I'm so confident that we will get silverware that it's actually more just a question for me about, well, how dominant can this side be if they start get going, uh, like really start hitting their straps? Might, you know, put a lot of the other teams in the comp into like a bit of a false sense of security. Mm, you know, so many players turn over from Marcel thinking, oh, they couldn't possibly mm. do so well again. They couldn't possibly have the mm. motivation to rise to the challenge of taking out a premiership, taking out the championship. Mm. Like, but I, I think secretly, or not secretly, but within the inner sanctum of the girls, that's, that's going to be a, a big challenge for them that they'll want to rise to and achieve in that we can do that with all these new faces and even younger, you know, average age with some of the best players in the league in the last few years, the Hawks, Bees and Hunters, um, Matty Haley, et cetera, Remy too, um, Charlie Rule, despite all of those names, we can still go out there and win a comp. But we will talk about, 
I won't go off half cocked. I'll, I'll I'll go steadily through logically through our run sheet, very methodically, and we'll talk about where Sydney FC will finish. Jonathan will be listening at seven oh one in the morning. <laughs> uh, with all those sophomores and freshmen or women and our senior citizens, um, let's go around. Who are you most excited about? We'll go ladies first, age before beauty. Michelle, who are you most excited about? Um, I'm really excited about Shea Connors. I don't know if people know this, but I'm really excited about Shea Connors. I mean, I heard that she was coming to the club like way back in like June um june or july so yeah pretty excited to see how she goes um with us this season julian i am excited to see how kirsty fenton will progress from her very impressive first season with the club um i remember telling you and jono that i've got an inkling of a new signing last year when she was at spirit i said if she if it's like legit, then this she's going to be incredible, and she was. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her just go from strength to strength. And who knows if she has a great season, she could be knocking on the door of a Matilda's selection. She's got some mongrel in her. She she doesn't. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That Newcastle, in. that Newcastle bogan in her. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you know another season similar if not better than what she had last that she'll be i hate to say this michelle on the on the plane to england norway france spain or whatever it might be i think she's got quite the the wonderful journey ahead of her my most excited look i'm going to be a little bit biased um a little bit of a sentimental uh, favorite when i heard that she was coming to the club tori tori tumith i've known tori we're not we're not as tight as you and courtney michelle <laughs> um but <laughs> Uh, back in my teaching days, my first ever school I taught at Cloyd and uh, Tori uh, was was a kid there. You know, she was once a primary school kid. And I, the, my second year of teaching, I was able to take over the PWSA girls soccer team. And Tori was a year four kid in the junior A's team. Um, she was insane. You could literally just have her on the field and she would just rack up. She was just destroyed teams um, and then eventually on to seniors. And I was able to see her go from playing for her school, then for her Western Suburbs kind of district team and then on to Sydney East, the regional team, then on to state. And then I've kind of kept track of her career ever since and, you know, how she's done. And, you know, she was at Sydney Uni, I think. At the, was she at the Institute? I think maybe briefly, but eventually on to Arpia. She got a stint at uh, Melbourne City. Um, I lost a bit of interest because I don't like Melbourne City, but no, I still kept an eye on her. And of course, she unfortunately did her ACL. So to see her, um, this and she was a striker back in the day, midfield. You just put her where she could get the ball most at her feet. But to see her now in in our sky blue colours. Um, very excited to see how Toria will go um, there at right back. So I'm most excited about Tori. Because you taught her everything that she knows. Everything. That's why she's where she's at today. Yeah, no, it was just a pleasure <laughs> to be able to be down at the local, um, you know, park where we're playing one of the local schools in the area, like Summer Hill or Concord West or Stratford South or Abbotsford, and just see her literally. I'll never forget this one day, just on a side note. We would destroy teams. And when she became a senior, so she's in year six by this stage, and, you know, the, the our Croydon team at that stage would literally beat teams five, 
8, 10, 12, 14, 16 nil, um, our goalkeeper would never see the ball because the girls <laughs> would just dominate so much. One day at half I said, oh, girls, Tori, do you mind if you jump in goals just to give Lucy, our, our keeper, a bit of a run? And she's like, yeah, sure. Second half starts. Tori's there standing on the six-yard box. About a minute or two later, she's standing on the 18-yard box and the ball's all the way down the other end of the field, quite literally. And then every couple of minutes, she, and then all of a sudden she appears on the halfway line standing between our two centre-backs. And I'm like, I should be nervous about this, but we're, we're destroying this team. It's already like 8 or 10 nil. Ball comes out to her. She chests it, beats eight players and knocks into the back of the net, wearing her full goalkeeper gear and gloves. And um, oh, my God. oh, my God. The other, the other teams, you know, their, their coach, the other school's coach went off at me saying that's unsportsmanlike, you know, having your goalkeeper. And I'm like, please, you know. <laughs> I'm Chill not going to yell out to her saying, don't, don't stop, don't score a goal. But anyway, Tori Chumith. Now, breakout star from our list of 22 uh, who do you think will be our breakout star? We'll go to you first, Julian. I personally think that Indiana de Santos is going to have a very, very good year. Um, I think she, her cameos and um, sort of sporadic sporadic appearances for the side are going to grow this year. Too. So uh, I just feel like she, whenever she came on, she made a difference, in my opinion. Um, she's got immense quality, great potential, and I think she'll start to really fulfil that p- potential in this great side come this year. Yes, Morris? Um, I was actually going to say Tori, Tori Chimeth. Yeah? I think she's going to have a really good season. I think, um, yeah, coming back from an ACL is never easy, and I think she's got something to prove. So, yeah. Sorry. Playing for her home, back in her hometown, her family's here in Sydney. I think it all kind of, all the planets will align for her. My breakout star, look, I was tossing up between a few different faces. I was thinking Zara Kruger. I was thinking maybe Shay. But I think our breakout star will come from our midfield because uh, I think that's the biggest kind of void to fill on the back of our exiting players from last season. My breakout star, I think she's going to be a bit of a household name by the end of the season. That's Lucy Johnson. Uh, I think she'll have a, a fantastic season. I think she'll be. I think she'll have at least half a dozen goals to her name. Yeah. Jules, do you disagree? I think she'll have half a nah. dozen. Goals. <laughs> nah, man, that's. I agree, man. Yeah. Player of the season. Stroking the cat there, Jules. Uh, careful. Uh, <laughs> literally stroking a cat. Yeah. Um, break. Oh, so where are we up to? Jeez, you're just player of the up. season. Player of the season. Who's going to take out the big gong? The sky blue ball. Michelle's favorite event. Yeah. What do you reckon, Michelle? Who's going to call it now? All right. I'm going to say this because I really want it to be true as well. Charlotte McLean. Mm-hmm. Charlotte McLean mm-hmm. had an incredible season last year. I think she was unlucky to not get player of the season because Nat had an insane season. Um, and just as a captain, like she, Nat Tobin was incredible last year. But I think Charlotte McLean has 
so much potential to be our player of the season. Uh, I think for me, she basically was like, you know, almost player of the season. So, yeah, I think if she has the same season that she did last year without getting um, a broken jaw, um, <laughs> she could be, yeah, probably a very important player for us this year. Julian? Pretty hard to go past um, Courtney Vine for me. Um, I think she's going to be extremely, extremely dominant this this campaign, even more so than what she has been in the past. So I think not. it's not a breakout season because, I mean, she's a well-established name, but I really think she's going to just excel beyond what we've seen in the A-League women's before. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if she wins the Golden Boot. That's how confident I am. Might be the last hurrah for her in Sky Blue before she maybe makes tracks after the end of this season. Who knows? We'll but, see, um, I guess. My player of the season um, for the was going to be Charlotte McLean too. Michelle, sure. I think uh, she was brilliant last year. She was my player of the season, although, you know, kudos to Nat. She was fantastic too. Uh, I think she had her nose out in front of Nat. Um, so I, I want to say, I wanted to say Shay as well, but I, I'm not too sure what's going to happen with her, you know, position in the midfield. I think that needs a little bit sorting out. I was also thinking Kirsty, but, you know, left and right backs, they don't get the credit that they deserve. They don't really get player of the season. So I'm going to stick with Charlotte and, and copy you, Michelle, but I genuinely think Charlotte will get player of the season. Um, she had a brilliant season last last you know twenty two twenty three. So I think this might be her time to uh, step out of the shadow of Nat and and be her own. So, um, where will we finish? Come the end of the twenty four, twenty three, twenty four season, Julian. First and grand final winners. Can't so see not anything taking else. out the championship, but taking out the the grand Both. final. Oh, you're both. You're going to go double-double. Yeah, double. First first, and grand final winners and Asian champions. Oh, <laughs> treble. We're doing it yeah. all. We're doing it all. Winning it all. Be- it. We're going to beat Tajikistan. Fantastic. <laughs> Uzbekistan. Whatever. They're all the Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Very nice. All right. Michelle, <laughs> what do you think we'll finish? Yeah, I agree. First, we're doing it all. Yeah, double-double. Double-double. We're going back to back. That's for the double-double. They gave me the double-double-double. We're doing it. It's happening. I I don't disagree with you. Um, Before I give mine, who who is our threat for for this coming season? Victory? They've recruited quite well. Potentially. Western, Western United. Brisbane is building a squad. Mm. I think Canberra as well potentially could be yeah. quite dangerous. Canberra would be good. They've always yeah. promised yeah. to, you know, be somewhere at the top. They came close, like, close last season, but, yeah, they've always kind of um, not reached their potential. Mm. Um, I, I'm going to say we'll finish second, but then win the grand final. You call yourself a fan. That's my <laughs> Look, I've got to, got to balance it out between between you two. <laughs> you know me; I'm cynical and negative and grumpy. <laughs> Pushing forty. Anyway. 
All right, so that's our deep dive for the the women's uh, 23-24 season. Um, Jump on the socials, let us know your thoughts, who who you're most excited about, who you think the breakout star is going to be, the player of the season, and do you agree or disagree where you think uh, we will finish this coming season? We do have a little bit of a interaction now, a little bit of trivia uh, that Michelle's going to try and stump me on, and I think the likelihood is very high. Uh, We've got that. And I'm and rest assured, Jono, and and rest of all of our fan, that a little intro for it is coming. Um, but we're going to play a bit of who's that Sydney FC player? Who's that Pokemon? That's it. It's Clefairy. Clefairy. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, do you actually have an intro, like a song? Not yet. I'm going to be doing that though, and then I'll like put my shitty voice over the top of it, just like around the grounds. Or, or if I can find, and I will genuinely try and do this, find some kind of AI generator thing that could do it for me. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, there'll be something. There's always something. Um. All right. Well, I hope that you get this because I, I, I think you will. I don't think it'll be too hard. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start off with the very first team that they played. At well, she. It is a woman. Courtney Vine. No. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Virginia Cavaliers. Is that her name? Nope. <laughs> That's the first team. That's in America. I think. Yeah, okay. No idea who it is yet. All right. Next club. Portland Thorns. Okay. Okay. It's got to be one of our Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't help me. Sydney FC. So Portland Thorns to Sydney FC. Okay. Orlando Pride. Yeah. Uh, Copperbergs slash Göteborg FC. Well, can, you, can you repeat that? <laughs> well, it's got a weird name. So it's Copperbergs. Oh, okay. So they've changed the name. It's uh, okay. So it's uh, BK Harkin. Mm-hmm. Washington Spirit. Mm-hmm. And this is the current club, OL Rain. So they're in France now. No, in the in the US. No, that's that's a Olympic Lyonnais own them. Yeah. Okay. Any 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 yes? Well, it's not Sophia. And it's not McCaskill. Did I say that last name, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It might be Danny Colaprico. I think I said that right. Not Megan Rapinoe, thank God. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Am I warm? 
Oh, maybe. Uh, huh? Have I already said her? No, you've not said this person's name. Hmm. And and you reckon I'll get her now? Who's well, like? I thought so. <laughs> I thought this was like an easy one. Well, I've, oh, unless it's uh, is it is it that obvious or that easy? It's going to be the mad dog. No, 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 no. no I didn't think yeah. so. Is that that that's just too easy? That's um, too... do you want a hint? Maybe this will help. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. When was she born or something? Where? No. When? Well, yeah, when, what's her date of birth or something? Her date of birth is November 25th, 1993. I don't know why that's the hint that you wanted. I need some elevator music while I'm doing this. Ding, 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 ding. And I have another clue. This is <laughs> riveting podcast. Um, she has a matching tattoo oh. with Caitlin Ford. Is it the Tzatziki Ooh. thing that you've got? <laughs> no, I don't think they have matching tattoos with me. <laughs> Can you go through oh, the matching names again? Don't tell me. Do you know it, Jules? No, I don't. All right. Not at the moment. Can you go through the club names again, please, Miss Morris? Sure. Portland Thorns, Sydney FC, Orlando Pride, although she has zero appearances and goals for Orlando Pride. Well. Okay. BK Harkin, Washington Spirit, and OL Rain. Let it rain. Um, in... Washington, Seattle. Yeah, she is. She is currently on the U.S. national team. She played for us. It's not Sophia. It's not Colaprico, and because she's not currently in them anyway. But it's not Bledsoe, is it? No. She has had. uh, Where was it? I was going to say Lisa. 11, 11 appearances and one goal for Sydney FC. 11 appearances and one goal. Yeah. Not roller. And she's definitely a Yank. Can confirm she's from Georgia. <laughs> All right. Well, it's definitely not Madison Hayes. She's had more than one goal. It's not Veronica Latsko, is it? No. In her first appearance for Sydney, she scored uh, a penalty. Megan Rapinoe's had one goal. It ain't Meg's, I don't think. Emily Sonnet? There it is. There we go. Emily Sonnet. That's a hard one. I thought that was easy. Well, it's medium. Medium. Jules, did you get it? I did not. I have to confess. Which I'm disappointed about. That's 0 and 2 for it's me. You're number 16. That's right. Yeah. I don't know how yes. I remember that. But yeah, she uh, last played for us at the 2017 18. Yeah. Yeah, the grand final against, um, uh, what's her face? City. It was also the only season that she played for us. 
Yeah. Um, over at the old Allianz or SFS. Yeah. Where um, Georgie Yamandale had a shocking game. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. yeah. Asking a certain Sydney FC player at the time if she had a if she agreed that she had a terrible game and she agreed with me. <laughs> wow. She was present in that game and she agreed that, yeah, Georgie. Anyway, I digress. Thank you for that, Michelle. That was wonderful. No worries. How many of you got it right, listeners? I wonder if any of the listeners got it. Fuck, if I struggled with it. <laughs> All right, I can't sure. see Jules's next week. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to get my thinking cap on. Um, who am I going to be testing? Jono, I guess, or Nick. So, yeah, tech, um, test Rojas. Like, he talks the talk yeah, on, why not? on X. He's very appealing. Well, he's pretty good at griddle. He's yeah. not too bad at griddle. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, I'll try and make something. I got stitched up with the first one, so I'm going to stitch someone <laughs> else up. Yeah, stitch all. <laughs> Um, all right, I think that about wraps up this episode. But look, even though this has been entirely uh, Sydney FC women's, look, we do have an Australia Cup grand final on the weekend, Saturday, um, seven forty-five, whatever. My, yeah, over at Allianz against Brisbane Raw, big game. Uh, about a million are going to be watching on telly. So get out there, you know. If you, you know, you can go Australia Cup this weekend straight into the women's the following Saturday straight into the men's the following Saturday after that against Victory. So you can get three weekends of a row in a row of Sydney SC goodness. So do it. All right? Do it. Do it. Um, thank you very much. I've been Sean Maloney, Michelle Morris. Thank you for all your wonderful insights on everything that was Sky Blue Women's tonight or today. So thank you. No yep, good. And, yeah. Julie, as always, your presence has been felt. Oh, Thank wait, you, one sir. thing. Oh, one thing, yeah, yeah, but by all means. The Cove will, will be there uh, on the 14th against uh, Western Sydney. So as far as I'm concerned, that there, there will be some sort of active support happening. So please join in and uh, be part of that uh, as we want to create the best atmosphere as we possibly can um, for what should be a really great game. A bit of pre-ground, pre, pre-game drinkies at the Crown. Crown, was it Crown Hotel? Crown Hotel, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I won't be there. I will be winning. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to the the Arsenal's Arsenal game. I will be. Hell yeah. Yeah, Kyra, Caitlin. Maybe get Caitlin's. Uh, you're gonna hold up the thing. You know, Caitlin, can I please have yeah. your jersey? Jersey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm gonna do. Best friend. All right, well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Jump on the socials and interact with us. Tell us about who you're most excited about, your breakout star, player of the season, where you think the the women will finish this season. Um, Thanks for tonight's episode and we'll chat to you very soon.